Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Ozempa. And I am Brady Steffel. Hey Brady, how you doing? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, quiet. Quiet. <laughs> yeah. Right? What yeah. do we do? We, I mean, we made a part of a turkey. We didn't buy the whole thing because what are you going to do with all that? We're still struggling to get through the, the entirety of what we have. So that's going on. You know, we had pretty quiet though some turkey some a couple of sides but like a lot of times you wind up with 25 things on the table anyway yeah and it's like that's cool divvy it up send it off with friends and family or just get everybody to help and it's i'm not gonna go through all that work to do <laughs> i mean so you're like what are you gonna, you gonna cook all day and then just gonna have a fridge full of leftovers at like three days in you're growing yeah that's true the fridge uh, store. yeah i can open I can doors that. you just open the doors and like oh <laughs> <laughs> And you can just like, somebody described it once as like, um, when you're looking for something and you go to the fridge, you don't find something to eat. You go to the cupboard, you go to the other thing. And so you do that and then it's like, you don't find anything. And then you just lower your expectations and repeat the circle until you're at the point where it's like, well, I guess it's leftover turkey. You know, I guess that's what I'm actually going to eat. So. Well, and I tell you, one of my favorite things to do ever since I was a child, my mom made an extraordinarily dry turkey. Um, yeah. Like most of the food she made was extraordinarily dry. You were never going to get food poisoning at my mom's house. Um, but I would always dip it in Miracle Whip or make a sandwich out of that. And I just love that. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, I guess it soaks but it up. The, the zingy mayonnaise. Yeah. That I just love. So. Yeah. Tangy. You know. With the tangy zip. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's merit to that. And, uh, you know, if I was eating sandwiches right now, that's a nice yeah. way to get rid of it. Um, yeah. I don't mind a little extra turkey. So we, we probably have one more meal's worth and that's fine. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not out here like raging against it. But <laughs> there's been times where we've made it and it's like two weeks later. You're like, can we throw this away now? Like, exactly. Just, and you feel bad. I mean, you always feel bad throwing yeah. food out. But it's like, oh, my God. It's yeah. too big. Smallest turkey you can find is way too big. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So... You know, Thanksgiving was good. Yeah, good. Yeah, did you do anything else exciting? Walk around, take the dogs for a walk. Oh boy, let's fill the people full of uh, interesting wow. stuff. Fun yeah, stuff, I mean, huh? a little bit of you know, just tidying up, getting stuff back together. Kelsey was on vacation, so just nice and chill. Back half of last week, I was on nice. vacation too. Um, wasn't doing any writing, so that was nice. I mean, it's just it's that time of year where you're kind of like you're ready for it. Uh, talk to mom on the phone. Talk to dad on the phone. Did the the, the Zoom college family, which is always fun, or the whatever the mobile thing. It's always fun because it's always like, you know, I don't have my readers. And it's just like, what's going on? <laughs> Holding yeah. out here. I'll be there soon enough. Um, but, uh, you know, it's always pretty funny when that kind of stuff's going on. So, um, yeah, they, they seem like they're all doing pretty good. Makes you really miss family. We've been pretty strict about uh, everything, but, uh, you know. So we've yeah. got. It looks like our guest is here. Can you? Can you which I don't. Yeah. Going on here. I don't. So you know, it's all sure. good. Well, you know, it's always Maybe a. It's always an adventure, right? With the podcast, yeah. you never know what's going to happen. I, hey, I David, thanks for joining us. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Good. How you doing? So, can you pronounce your last name for us? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, it's Drangied. Drangied. And I've been told that if you're actually Norwegian, you pronounce it differently. Okay. Well, we're neither one. Are you? You're not Norwegian, Brady, are you? No, uh, no, 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 Bavarian, basically. <laughs> so this is the co-host of uh, of uh, Side Dish, Brady Staffel. So I know Hi, Brady. We have met kind of informally on an E for All pitch group, but I was really intrigued with what you're doing in Boulder County, and so thought it would be kind of cool to have you as a guest. And you're with Boulder Super Hot. 
And can you tell us a little bit about um, Boulder Superhot? And tell us about yourself, first of all, and then tell us about Boulder Superhot. Sure. So I'm a transplant from Minnesota. Uh, I moved to the state when I was 20 years old. Uh, I was a ski snowboard bum. Uh, I lived up in Summit County quite a bit. Uh, moved back and forth between Boulder and Summit a few times. Uh, and I finally moved to Longmont in 2002 and bought my house, uh, got married, have a couple of kids, and decided to start my business in about 2014 is when I officially went into it, but about 2010 is when I got interested in growing peppers professionally. Um, so uh, that's the nutshell, I guess. I don't know if you uh, want a whole lot more background information on that. But um, uh, I, I've always been uh, an avid gardener. My mom is a master gardener in Minnesota, so I think I caught the, the green thumb from her. Uh, and, and it's something I've always been interested in doing. I've started a business before trying to sell peppers at the farmer's market uh, and at grocery stores. Since about 95, uh, I used to work for Wild Oats Market and I had a giant garden in Boulder back then and ended up selling a bunch of peppers to Whole Foods, uh, I'm sorry, to Wild Oats Market at the time. And, uh, it, and the dream stuck with me. And when Super Hots came around and became famous in 2009, 2010, when the ghost pepper was considered mm -hmm. the one of the hottest pepper, that's when I got really interested in trying to trying to perfect the art of chili growing. So that's where I come from on, uh, on the background of chili pepper growing. Go ahead, Brady. Go ahead, Brady. I got to tell you, I, I'm also from Minnesota. I'd be interested to know where you're from, but as, as somebody from there and as somebody with like a Scandinavian background, I gotta say it's, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have said that's the kind of person who jump into chili making can you can you can you run me through a little bit of that where like where specifically minnesota you're from just as an aside but then like how did a how did a, a, a minnesota <laughs> like a kid yeah who no. thinks you know like my family's like ketchup's pretty spicy like we didn't have tabasco in the house you know so walk me through how you got there sure yeah i don't think it came from minnesota at all <laughs> it's 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 part of my transplant culture uh as far as i can tell uh, I am from Fridley, Minnesota, which is a northeastern suburb of Minneapolis. Oh, okay. uh, we did not eat a lot of salsa and hot sauce. Uh, that wasn't part of the culture. Um, the funny thing, just off the off the cuff here, is that there's a guy named Jukka Fatali. He's a Finlandian chili grower. He's one of the most famous guys in the world for growing them. And I had no expectation that the Finlandiers, Finlandians uh, were growing chilies either. Um, so I, I sort of attribute this to uh, the rise of chili culture, which I caught the bug of. Um, chilies happen to be one of the easier plants for me to grow. I know a lot of people grow tomatoes and lettuce and other things that they do really well with. But I happen to do really well with chilies. Uh, and so it was sort of a natural thing for me to to gravitate towards growing them. I developed the taste for hot sauce, I think, working in, in grocery and in 
the food service industry and just tasting a lot of things and going, oh, wow, this is really neat. I really enjoy these flavors. Um, I grew Super Hots uh, for the first time in 2010, and I was hooked on it. Now, I'm not... I'm not the type of person who puts a whole Carolina Reaper in his mouth and chews it up uh, for the cameras. And that's a little much for me. I take tastes. Uh, I enjoy hot food, but I am not a glutton for punishment uh, as far as that goes. So it's something that sort of came slowly to me and that I developed a taste for. And I think that's kind of how that goes is, the, the more you do it, if you like it, the more you're into it. And that's kind of what happened to me on this level. That's awesome. So, David, you let's see, you're growing a, a bunch of varieties of peppers, and you're bottling a hot sauce, correct? And you've got some great distribution points. So you're at Whole Foods and some other places right now. So you, can you describe the products that you sell and, and what you're growing? Sure. So the main product is to is to grow chili peppers. Uh, and the hottest peppers in the world. So when I say super hot, I'm starting at uh, habaneros, uh, going to ghost peppers and to scorpions. And then uh, there's so many new varieties that you can't even keep up with them. Um, But there's sort of a collector's thing going on where people want to collect and try the hottest peppers in the world. Um, And so it it just kind of fascinates me to get into growing the different kinds and to learn how to do it. And I'm afraid I forgot the origin. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to ask you. So, you know, I know that they use the Scoville scale for peppers and such. And so I was asking you like the variety of peppers you use and like the hottest, and you kind of went through that. And what are the, what are the products that you're, so you're growing peppers. Are you, you're doing hot sauce and other things or am I missing the bones? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, jellies, so. jellies and a few other things too on your website too. Uh, sure, I have a, a, a commercial. Uh, I have a cottage foods license to produce uh, some food products out of my home, yeah. and so the ones that are legal that I'm allowed to produce and sell uh, are spice mixes. So I have a taco seasoning and a chili powder. Uh, I do an infused honey with the habanero peppers. I have oh, several cool. infused jams and jellies that are kind of the big seller for me. Uh, the big thing for me is the individual peppers, uh, and that's wh- where you mentioned I got into Whole Foods uh, three years ago, and I've been selling them five-pound boxes of peppers uh, in order, uh, I guess, to get some name recognition and to be working with uh, a premier seller. You know, uh, Whole Foods is one of the biggest natural foods grocers in the in the country. And so it was important to me to work with somebody like that. Uh, currently, the food products that I produce are not able to be sold in grocery stores since it's a cottage foods license ah. that I have. Uh, I can only sell direct to customers and I can only sell direct to Colorado customers. I can't sell out of state. Nothing can go to grocery stores. Nothing can go to restaurants. Uh, so that's where I'm trying to ramp up the food product side of the business into something that is more widely marketable. Yeah. So then, David, you uh, you're doing these all in row covers or greenhouses, right? And um, which is pretty phenomenal for Longmont. I and our climate. I think that's pretty impressive that you're doing all of this growing. 
<laughs> here in our climate. I mean, that's amazing. And I, I don't, I'm one of those people who doesn't have a ton of success with peppers. Obviously you have the gift and you have the knack. I do better with tomatoes, mm -hmm. but you have the knack for doing peppers. So um, what do you attribute your success to and what are the ways that you're looking to expand your business to as far as growing? Sure. So uh, at the beginning, it was a lot of trial and error. Uh, I started my pepper seeds the first year. Uh, I started them in May. Uh, it was way too late. <laughs> to start <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little bit. You know, so uh, I had some scrawny little plants by the end of the season with a couple of peppers on them, and I realized there was a lot of a lot of learning and a lot of work to be done. So back to the drawing board for me. Uh, and I started planting out in February the next year, and I actually had some plants that produced by the end of the season. Uh, it took me about three years to get to where I was producing a consistent pepper product, and that's when I approached Whole Foods and asked if they'd be interested in, in buying them, uh, not knowing very much about my industry or about my abilities. Uh, and... So, like I said before, I've been with Whole Foods for three years, and they're very willing and eager to buy the product. And I've realized that three months out of the year of pepper production is not going to make the nut for a business. Uh, and so, my latest idea is to get planted in by April 1st in heated greenhouses and be able to produce peppers for six months out of the year rather than... What's more traditional is three months out of the year, you get uh, partial August, September, October, and then you're done by November. Yeah. But if I have heat inside the greenhouse, then I can increase the production uh, schedule and I can harvest earlier and I can harvest later. And so my current idea is to try to provide six months of chili peppers. And these are super hot, and so they take 110 to 150 days to produce plants, uh, to produce peppers once you put them in the ground. Uh, and, and so uh, I appreciate that you're impressed by it, but honestly, it's, um, it's very, uh, what I've discovered is it doesn't take that much technology to increase our 300 days of sunshine into a six month production period. It just takes uh, a little bit on the front end and a little bit on the back end of dealing with the uh, frost yeah. And the freezes that come early and come late and the snow that falls on everything, that's uh, that's the big issue here. During the main part of the season, we have the best sunshine and the best weather around here for producing chili peppers. Uh, yeah. So I've heard that like you can get pretty great variability out of uh, peppers and heat by treating them differently. Is that true? That's uh, – that is the lore, right? So right, – well. The, the hotter the season, the hotter the peppers, a little bit of stress makes them work harder to, to de-stress. So the, the, the capsaicin that's produced by chili peppers is there to warn people and animals away from eating these peppers before they can uh, produce good seed, right? So birds for whatever reason, can't taste capsaicin, so they don't feel the heat. So they can eat these chili peppers. And then when they fly around and, and lay droppings on the ground, the seeds go with them, and that spreads the chili peppers. So that's sort of the, the natural world of it. Um, and then apparently because of certain seasonal aspects, the peppers can be hotter 
based on their growing conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you, um, I think, like I was saying, they measure the heat of peppers as far as I know, the Scoville units. And so what are, what are, what's the variety or range that you're growing as far as Scovilles? Like what, you know, what's the, you know, the, the milder one, the hottest one that you're growing right now? Sure. So I, I definitely do grow a lot of milder chilies. I find the market actually prefers those, yeah. uh, to the super hots, you know, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a specialty market for the super hot. So aside from the Mexican culinary chilies that I grow that really aren't that hot, uh, it kind of starts at about 300,000 Scoville units in the uh, habanero range. Mm-hmm. And the ghost pepper is about three times that at a million Scoville units. And the scorpion peppers and the Carolina Reapers, they come in around 2 million Scoville units. So as a, as to like tether us to reality, I think a jalapeno is what, like 5, 3 to 8, something like that? Thousand? Yeah, that's about right. About 8,000 is where they top out. Yeah. So and that's, that's like, I wouldn't probably just, just eat one of those. That's right. Like, I enjoy those a lot. But for me, that's like, yeah, I realize I'm from Minnesota and German. That's <laughs> all I need. Um, so we're really talking nuclear bombs when it comes to these super hots. Sure, and that's why I taste them in small slices. And, you know, unless you're narcissistic and you really want to prove yourself to the rest of the world, I don't pop a whole Carolina Reaper in my mouth ever. Uh, but I'll definitely take a taste with you, um, and we'll go on a little bit of a journey. They're, they're, slightly, they're slightly hallucinogenic. Uh, people always end up spitting and throwing up and, and crying. Uh, so that's fun to watch, even without even without watching the professionals like put down five Carolina Reapers. I mean, that's impressive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, I I can't hang with those guys. No, oh. it's, it reminds me of um, I was in New Orleans about two years ago, and we went into this hot pepper like sauce. I don't know. I can't remember what the place was called, but it was just like they featured all these hot pepper sauces and. A colleague of mine was there, and he was going to take one of these really intensely hot pepper sauces. And I think he had to sign away his the mortgage to his house, and <laughs> you know, and sign a release form. And yeah, it was funny watching him just kind of cry and just feel sick for a while. It was kind of funny. So, but uh, yeah, I have no desire to to really do that myself. I'm a I'm yeah. a lightweight. Yeah, when it comes you, to that. Yeah. Hey, I don't mind watching others do it. It, it cracks me up. I think it's great. <laughs> Uh, and especially since nobody's forcing them, right? It's their choice to do that kind of stuff. That's right. That's right. So uh, I, I like tasting them, and and it and it's a it's a journey for sure. Uh, eating is. some of these hot peppers, mostly I use them for cooking, uh, and we put small amounts into the things we do. So like the jams and jellies, they don't require that much chili pepper in them to make them very hot. Yeah. Well, that's a great flavor. That sweet and hot is really cool. It's a great combination. So before we get you out, because I promise we'd only keep you a short time, David, can you tell us like kind of like your next steps of what you, I mean, you told us your next steps. Is there, is there anything that you're working on right now as far as like what the, the greenhouse situation looks like right now or, or some other facet that you're working on during the winter months? Sure. So, um, I'm creating my first uh, high tunnel, which is a, a hoop house. It's very simple construction. It's very cheap. Uh, you can cool it in the summer by rolling up the sides 
and heat it in the winter with a very small amount of heat, just basically to keep things alive. So the big experiment uh, I'm working on for next year is to be able to plant in uh, April 1st. And what I intend to do is to sell peppers beginning in June rather than in August and sell through the month of November. So by next year, I would like to be selling for six months out of the year, fresh peppers. Uh, and then uh, last year was my first year at the farmer's market. So this year is uh, another step up for me. I'm going to be, or sorry, 2021 will be another step up for me to hit the farmer's market running in June where I'm bringing peppers in June and we're selling pepper plants and we're selling our, our jams and jellies and honey. Um, we've done some, financial projections but we're not really sure how many pounds of peppers each plant is going to produce i haven't seen it before so it'll be a a lot of data collection and a lot of trying to figure out the formula to move forward because when we looked at the numbers that we can expect to get off of peppers selling peppers by themselves is not a very viable business yeah, model yeah, yeah. for us. So that's why we have the value added food products. And that's why we're trying to bring a, a whole suite of things to the market next year. And all the, all of my mentors and the best financial people I've talked to, you know, they tell you to, to keep it simple and go with one or two products. And I don't see a way to get there with my business models. So we're going to throw a lot of stuff at the wall the next year <laughs> and, and, and try and see what sticks, you know, awesome. uh, well, David, if I was good, trying to just be a pepper farmer, I would need many, many acres and I would need to be down in Texas. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like well, David, we, we won't keep you. We wish you the very best and thanks for coming on to the show. And um, it's really cool that we have such a great industry here in Longmont. We're really proud of you. So, so thanks very much. Well, thanks, Eric, and thanks, Brady. It was nice meeting Thank both you. of you guys, and I appreciate you having me on and uh, really enjoy your podcast, so good luck with that. Thanks very thanks much. So much. Take care. Have a great day. All right, guys. You too. Bye-bye. All right. So um, that was David from Boulder Super Hot, and we're really happy to have him on and uh, look forward to seeing his success in the future. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, I've seen uh, this guy named Chili Klaus. Uh, I don't, I can't remember where he's from. He's European, yeah. I think. And then there's a guy who does the hot ones, yeah. like YouTube show where he gets celebrities on and they eat like chicken wings covered in hot sauce together. Yeah. Yeah. And they got together and they, they like just munched like a Carolina Reaper and like, I think a different one. And it was like, there they are on screen. I don't, oh, I, I still don't know why anybody does this, but they, there they were on screen and they're like, I could feel it in my ears. I could feel <laughs> talking about like yeah. climbs through your station tubes and like flicking themselves in the ears to keep it. Uh, but I, I think accompanied with a nice beer, which is a good way to go. I'd hate to see what that's like the next morning, but, um, you know, oh, I know I, there's no way, like even a hot jalapeno will just like freak me out. So I'm a big wimp. Like if yeah. I go to Santa Fe and go to eat at some of the restaurants there, I have to kind of like work my way up to like deal with it. Cause it's <laughs> yeah. so hot. Yeah. And even then for like the hot fanatics, the, the chili heads that's yeah. not hot at all they're like no yeah, i know whatever. and like yeah. godspeed to them if they want to do that like you want <laughs> if you like that but i just i can't handle it um i think it's a cool it's a cool culture it's a that's a neat thing to see how you could breed do all that genetic stuff get your peppers up and um sort of do this race up at one point they i, I mean 
what would happen? You start start ramping it up a bit more. I wonder if you if you throw some of these peppers at somebody, if it would be considered assault. <laughs> Probably what I mean. That's Basically, be like macing somebody. You know, absolutely. You can't touch that stuff and like touch your eyes either. I mean, yeah, it's like, a lot. You just it. don't want to get into. Yeah, when I was a kid, I was. That. I cut some peppers and picked my nose and was crying in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and I think somebody did that with contact lenses. It was just like, Oh God. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You maced yourself basically. So got so, anything to talk about with Longmont or what do you want to do here? Yeah, actually a, a couple of things I wanted to mention too. Um, one of the things I noticed is that uh, if you look at County line road, that, that bike path is coming yep. together really nicely. So I think we oh, cool. need to explore um, having somebody <clears throat> on who can talk about that. So it, yeah. it goes from the neighborhood over there for all the way it looks almost like to Union Reservoir, but I can't verify that. But it's really cool. It's got a tunnel underneath County Line Road. I saw people walking on that yesterday. So I don't know if they were, you know, if it was publicly open. I'm not seeing an announcement about that, but I'd certainly encourage people to check that out. And I want to, yeah, the um, really cool infrastructure stuff like that I find to be very interesting. Uh, by and large, I like what what we've done with infrastructure and greenways. Yeah. I always, you always want more, but yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. So um, the other thing too, I want to mention is that the Boulder County is looking at doing short-term rental changes. Okay which would impact um, a lot of people who are doing like weddings and touristy kind of things. So you could almost make the assumption too, that would be like an Airbnb restriction, but it's really Mm. more for bigger, shorter term stays. And the reason why the Boulder County, Boulder County was looking at doing that is because a lot of the people actually rent these facilities out to people who have no connection to Boulder County. Um, So like for weddings, 30 people at like a cabin or something like that or whatever. And so a huge group of property owners are really pushing back this week on that. So we'll have to see where that lands. But that's a really yeah. interesting topic. I know in other cities, like the Airbnb thing is like a positive for some people, but also a negative for some of the municipalities. Yeah, it's a very it's, contentious thing where we've had yeah. even um, with Visit Longmont is funded basically by um, revenue tax revenue from hotels. And yeah. they said that they got dinged by Airbnbs not being subject to the same taxes, da, 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 da. And also getting just whumped by uh, coronavirus, no traveling, staying in hotels. Yeah. So that's yeah. a whole interesting thing. I have yeah, here that got? the yeah. Fritz family beer is going to take over the bootstrap brewing location. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So there was a, I'm going to find the address. Oh, I think here. that's the, is that the Niwot location? Is that correct? uh 79th street that's what yeah I here. yeah yep so they're going to be out there they're taking over the old spot i guess it's pretty much a turnkey thing yeah um so to be clear so to be clear bootstrap is still in existence they're just taking mm-hmm. over the niwat the old yeah niwot that, location. that's exactly yeah. what i've found yeah. here too so i'm trying to find uh they're going to be called fritz family beer offered a varied range of styles um trying to find the name stephanie tamblin uh, oh, that's probably the photographer. Corey and Kelly Bunning, I think. Uh-huh, and I'm uh-huh. not even going to take a stab at how the <laughs> Leslie and Steve's last name is pronounced. Yeah. I guess I could, but it's yeah. fun to be nice about it. I, ca- Cassius? Or <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I somebody somebody uh, email sidedish at gmail.com and uh, oh, sidedishlongmont at gmail.com and so correct cool. Freddy on the pronunciation. Of yeah, I don't know. So. I could make that one pretty funny. Um, but I'm sure they've probably heard uh, they've heard it all uh, when it comes down to names. Of course, I have. I've been Brad and Brandy and Bradley. Randy, occasionally. Yeah. Uh, I get all kinds of them. Yeah. We've also got uh, Longmont did a traffic report. Uh, that shows where the crummy intersections are at. 
Ah. Uh, so, so got, can I guess which the Chromium yeah, intersection is? Hazard, hazard. Seventeenth and Main. Uh, that one did not feature. Wow, maybe that helped because they changed it. Used to be Could a really be. bad one. Yeah. Um, Nelson, Nelson and Hover. Nelson and Hover, not Nelson and Hover, but definitely Hover's featured. They they talk by name about the Hover one nineteen intersection. Oh, I hate that. Much. That's yeah, so ridiculous. Yeah. All of those ones that that have yeah. uh, diagonal. Yeah, you know where it's not—they're not just square, square. That's tough. Um, topping the list was Colorado 119 and South Main Street. Colorado 119 and South Main Street. Oh yeah, crummy so intersection. By the dealership. Yeah. yeah, and they said yeah. that that's pretty bad. There's been a lot of crashes there. And then, um, what surprised me actually is because this is close to my house, uh, your house too, Ninth uh, and Francis. Yeah, that one is a bad one. Yeah, my sister-in-law <laughs> lives near there, and that one is a bad one. I don't know yeah. why. I, I wouldn't have thought so either. It's kind of a funny thing when you're coming at it um, north-south-wise. There's a big dip there, which is pretty yeah. weird. I think a lot of people want to make it through the light because it kind of stinks to wait for night traffic on night. So if you're going north-south. Well, and here's um, the other complicated factor. So think of this. So in either direction on ninth, there is no left-hand turn lane. Yeah. And so yeah. people are, and then there's a bizarre sign if you're going west. So Phil Greenwald, if you're listening to this, there's a bizarre sign that says from certain hours you can turn oh, yeah. left onto Francis from ninth, but on those odd hours you cannot. Yeah. And that's just High bizarre. Traffickers. I mean, it's just like, okay, that was probably great for a town of 40,000 people, 20,000 people. Yeah. But now it's like, we need, it's, uh, turn we need a left, left turn lane or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not great. Um, yeah. There's a lot of issues there, I guess. So yeah. that one featured, and that, that one is considered like the worst of the low traffic. So fewer than 25,000 they say vehicles yeah twenty five thousand vehicles per day going through yeah. there so it's the yeah. it's of that category it's the worst there and then the third one is actually grand avenue and main street which is right by the the 119 it's just south of there basically it's by the honda dealership in that area oh, yeah, yeah 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 so yeah. it's just if you go a little bit yeah. further south so that's number three and then um i'm not out there super often but um lashley and alpine or mountain view and alpine yeah alpine mountain view however you want to word it so those were the 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 top four mentioned but they said that there is definitely infrastructure work that could probably be um improved with well and i think with mountain view and alpine they just recently put a stoplight there so uh, hopefully that will help mitigate that yeah yeah i hope Um, so too nice to hear that i know we're on the traffic report here but it's nice to hear that 17th and main has been they put some some curb cuts and some bumpers and some traffic mitigation stuff so maybe it's helped because it used to be kind of a problematic one the one that i that just drives me crazy though is that weird one in nelson and main street that's just bizarre you know the weird curve as it curves around oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so it's just weird that's not, <clears throat> honestly that's not too bad if the train's not coming when the train's yeah, there you're just you're just you're just jammed up forever but even then you could be jammed up forever trying to get across onto main street at a certain I, i'll say that one what's good this is i, I hope people find this interesting <laughs> But like when you're going on the left arrow, it's really not bad because the left arrow stays green so long. So it pumps a lot yeah. of people. So maybe two cycles. The The issue that I still have with the 119 Main Street stuff is that the, the, the turn arrows and the north-south stuff is just it's too short. And so particularly at peak times, you're just waiting there and then somebody's dilly-dallying or get a big truck that's slow to start. Three cars go through. And then you wind up with people tailgating really bad and, and whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it is, is what it is. Uh, in other news, other news, uh, 
Jared Polis and the first gentleman Rice 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 uh, have tested positive for coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Asymptomatic uh, is what I understand. So yeah, but well, uh, yeah, yeah. So still, that's that's the thing that's happening. Yeah. Uh, I think he's been taking a pretty. I mean, it's, he seems like he's been pretty cautious about it. So no, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I hope that nobody else gets sick and, uh, you know, nearby never wish for that. Um, and also I'm excited because there's been a, a slew of good news for vaccines. This isn't Longmont specific. Oh, it's awesome. It's yeah. All of our lives. Yeah. The Moderna there's been, I think there's depending on how you cut it, three to six, three to eight different vaccines in production, but Moderna has got one that doesn't need to be as cold. It, um, it's seems like it's pretty easy to produce, um, and it's been up to 94% effective. Yeah, yeah. And that's absolutely stellar. That's like platinum standard for this stuff. Supply chain seems like it shouldn't be too bad. So I'm I'm excited for that. What the rollout looks like, I don't know. I tried to do a bunch of reading this morning, and it's just everybody's out there with their divination rod or their magic eight ball or whatever going. <laughs> it's going to be like by April, you know? And then people are doom and gloom. Like, Nobody's going to take it. And it's like, well, I, know. I hope we get enough people to take it. We get critical mass. It seems like it's well-tolerated people. You get sore, you get laid out for a day or something. But ultimately, it seems like we're getting there. So don't, don't get will. complacent. Do, your, you know, do what needs to be done. Keep keep yourself and those around you safe. Um, I just worry so much about these holiday things, people moving in and out oh, of yeah. state. Yeah. And um, we've got, we're getting close on bed capacity again. So I'm really hoping that um, we take it seriously. So nobody gets sick and has to be turned away at the door. That would be yep. really bad. Um, Absolutely. Everybody still wear their for face covering. So yeah, yeah. no, yeah. that's okay. Um, Kelsey does it while she's out exercising. I haven't, I've been biking in the house, but she's been out doing it. She wears her mask. You can do it. It's okay. I mean, she's pretty fit. So yeah. And as a final note, you can bring your holiday lights to the Waste Diversion Center from November 29th to January 6th, 2021. Ooh, I like that. That's cool. That's a nice little tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's that. So you got to get rid of those. Like, what do you do with some of that stuff? Drop that junk off. I was so excited that I was able to decorate this weekend. My, you know, uh, I got some help from my son. So it was cool. Yeah. My mom always wanted to decorate, and I felt bad that I didn't want to, but I this just felt so tedious. I just hated doing it. No, I do too. I actually hate – I shouldn't say this. I hate decorating the tree. <laughs> yeah, I just – My mom was so sweet about it. You get Christmas ornaments every year and stuff, and it's like I have I have a permanent Christmas tree in the living room that is just a, it's a Norfolk Just guy. a pop-up. Lives inside. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, I think for our next show, we should get into the topic of what do we call ourselves? Long monsters, long monsters. Yeah. And, you know, I hear varying terms. So I really like to find some authority to actually tell us what it is. So, yeah, uh, there's people who are like long monsters. Tut, tut. That's not the, it's like, eh. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But we will, um, and also we want to revisit like why it's cool to live in Longmont too as well. And we'll quiz Brady on on getting some more information about that as well. As always, thanks to Andy Edler for our intro music. Um, David Cutter is our music for the week. If anybody wants to submit some songs to us, we'd be happy to receive those uh, at sidedishlongmont at gmail.com. Find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you download your pod content. You can also use your Allegra to say Allegra. Play Side Dish. Play the best darn podcast there's ever been. And for all of you wondering what Allegra is, I'm just using that so it doesn't activate your Allegra. So... (laughs) 
But uh, as always, we thank you for listening and thank you for rating us and letting us know that you like the podcast. Thanks, Brady. Thanks, sir.